When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. We're live on Facebook as we're recording this. This is episode 220. And yes, I'm Anne-Marie Cross, your host, the podcasting queen. Joining me on today's show is Tom Rubens. Now, Tom is a business coach. And he's the founder of The Accountability Factor. And he also leads Master Coach Forum, a mastermind for elite coaches. Now, his first book, Lifeness, Harmonize an Entrepreneurial Life, was released in April 2017. On today's show, Tom is going to share if you're a coach, a business coach, a life coach, a leadership coach, a dating coach, what ever coach, Tom is going to tell you about the Master Coach Forum. It's an invitation only mastermind of elite coaches. He's also going to share how to make a radical shift towards the pursuit of harmony and away from the outdated and impossible idea of work-life balance. Don't we know that, Tom? As well as how to uncover your blind spots and create a harmonious culture within the organization. All great, great topics. So welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. This is a blast. Yeah, it absolutely is. So let's talk about, there are so many coaches that are entering the the field of coaching, passionate about wanting to make a change in the life of, of uh, you know, their clients, but unfortunately really struggle to build a successful business, yes? Absolutely. And and what my co-founder of the Master Coach Forum, Chad, Chad James, and I both experience this ourselves because mm. even as you grow your coaching practice and and you're successful and actually supporting yourself doing it and making a nice living doing it we you know we operate in our own little tomb really yes looks like you're probably at home i'm in my home office mm-hmm. and when when there's no one calling us we're not working with a client we're not doing a podcast or anything like that we we're sitting around like hmm uh, what do I what do I need to do next? Yes. How do I grow my business? Uh, what is everybody else doing to market themselves? Mm. And and Chad and I used to talk to each other each week just sort of to commiserate, I suppose. And we each you know thought, wow, I wish there was a a place where we could go to talk, really share with other with other coaches who are really in the same position. Mm. We all have the same questions. How much do you charge? How many times do you see your client a, a month? And and what other things do you offer your clients? And what kind of problems do you have with your clients? Mm. How do you raise your rates? You know, 
how do you fight the question, I can't afford it? Yeah. Uh, and we just decided there really wasn't any place out there for really, uh, we call them elite coaches, coaches that are doing this for a living mm -hmm. and making a, a decent living at it. Mm. Where did they go? Where do we go to, to share and to learn and to, of course, also we, we pass leads because some of us, some of us fo focus on this type of client or that type of client. Some of us want to stay in our own geography. Other people don't mind if, if they've got clients halfway across the world. Mm. Uh, so for us, it just seemed like a, a natural and, and we just, uh, we've had really great success with it and we're looking forward to, to really growing this yeah. year. So how long has, uh, if I can ask, Master Coach Forum been um, operating for? All of two and a half months now. Right. Yeah, fantastic. And I think you're right there in that having a place to go where you can ask these questions, learn, grow and and provide referrals um, is such a, a valuable tool because often what we do is we look at other people that perhaps may be operating in the same industry as us as competitors. But you know what there, I'm a firm believer, there is so much business out there. And if you can work alongside and collaborate and that may look at joint ventures, doing you know various products, programs together, or even just referrals, a powerful thing. Some of my best friends are colleagues that are to competitors who we have developed such a strong relationship with and referral relationship with because they get and understand you and that's exactly what you were saying that you had that relationship with Chad you'd call each other up and now because of that here comes the the birth if you will of master coach forum yes uh, absolutely you you took the words straight out of a standard conversation that I will have with people when they're interviewing to because it's a it's an invitation only group so when they're mm -hmm. interviewing to be, become members of the forum I say almost the, that same thing. Mm -hmm. We are not competitors. In yeah. fact, as we're curating this group, I, I remember one of the earliest conversations I had with, with was with a guy who said, this sounds great, man. I, I am all in. It's, the only thing is I just want to make sure that there's no one else in my territory. And I said, whoa, well, you sound like a native English speaker. I'm guessing you're from the States. So... I pretty much consider the entire map my my territory. <laughs> and in fact, the first person that signed up for the forum lives 25 miles away from. Mm. So uh, it, we, the, we, we come from a position of abundance. Mm. I believe, as you do, there is more than enough business out there for all of us. Yeah. The last thing I need to do is put you down or, or protect myself from you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're really good at what you do, in fact, if you're better at it than I am, mm -hmm. I'm going to hang around. I want to learn from you. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is, you know, shut the door and fight. And that, that would be crazy. Mm -hmm. It's a, we, we believe in, in collaboration and abundance. And for someone to come into the group that lives a life of, of scarcity, they wouldn't fit. Mm -hmm. So needless yeah. to say that that person didn't, didn't join the group. Yeah, uh, it's key. Something that I heard too in conversation, I can't remember who said this, so I can't uh, credit the um, the author of this, is they said the, in 2018 and onwards, and maybe it's even been in 2017, the new competitiveness is through collaboration. And I think that's because businesses, coaches, right through to manufacturing, all businesses, when they recognize that if they focus on where their expertise lies, their zone of genius, whatever you want to call it and become so exceptional at it that's fantastic because you're really going to cut through the marketplace now if you can collaborate with complementary services product for whatever providers manufacturers to complement one another and they bring in their expertise 
the the sum of that is just phenomenal and you really can make a huge huge difference and impact with the people you serve that, and support yes that is perfect Anne marie let me get this straight because i want to i want to steal this quote did you say was was it the collaboration uh, is the new competitiveness collaboration is the new competitiveness i love yeah, that and yeah. it's so true yeah. your, your your competitors in most cases could be your best collaborators. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and it's true. And the best people to refer, and this is what would happen. People were really, um, you know, colleagues of mine were really busy and they would refer to one another and we developed a relationship to the point, and this is when I was doing career coaching, did that for decades as a personal branding, interview coaching, that sort of thing. And she said, I love your work. Do you mind if I incorporate you in my package? Well, you know, if you send me the clients, by all means, who am I to say no? That's the kind of thing that happens when you open yourself up to possibilities, you yes. reciprocate, you just don't know how that is going to continue to evolve. But you have to be willing to, to step out. And I think, as you said, and now with the tools and technologies that we have, I mean, here we are chatting, Tom, we're streaming on Facebook Live uh, <laughs> from opposite sides of the world. Technology now affords us that we can can with the whole world is now our marketplace and for some people it freaks them out because they think yeah but now our competitors has just gone through you need to change that mindset uh it's uh, it's holding Absolutely. you back for sure let's talk about something i know that you're very passionate about tom it's talking around making a radical shift towards the pursuit of harmony rather than that impossible and outdated idea which i we hear all the time still being spoken about work-life balance we're all seeming to be striving for that, yet haven't quite found the formula. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it, it, keep looking because you're not going to find it. It's a fool's errand to even go on that journey mm. because in my mind, balance implies conflict. So why would I want to seek conflict? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think of it, I don't know if you use the same, but in America it would be called a teeter-totter. Do you know what a teeter-totter? Yeah, I've heard of that, yes. Okay, so a teeter-totter, it, it – for that, for us to be on, at the same place, we have to constantly be shifting. Mm. It's almost like a constant conflict because one of us is going to weigh more or we're going to lean back or lean forward. And, and it's very hard to stay in balance there. Mm. However, if you and I ever are in a relationship of any kind and we are, we're not on the same page, mm -hmm. then for for me to seek balance is it, man, like where is she at? And I no no I would rather just come in and let's harmonize. Yeah. Let me sing your song. Mm -hmm. Let me sing in your key. Mm -hmm. Because what feels more supported and supportive than to have someone just come in while you're singing and sing right under you and bring your voice up? Mm -hmm. Now, it, I'm not saying it's easy to do in an argument uh, or when tempers are flaring. But when 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 you can be the when you when you can really see into your own behavior mm -hmm. and examine your own position and say, okay, I may think I'm a hundred percent right here, but this is a relationship I value, whether it's your spouse, your children, your employer or employees. Mm -hmm. It does you no good to to just seek to find this balance spot because you're you're tense, yeah. but we all, I mean, and it's, and to use another uh, musical metaphor, it's dissonant. The mm -hmm. sounds don't, just don't even, they, they, they hurt your ears. They don't feel good. I'd rather just harmonize. Let's sing together. And if I do that, you're going to, you'll probably turn around and say, wow, yeah. it's really cool. He, yeah. 
He's, he sees me. He hears me. Mm. Now we can begin a dialogue and come back to that place where we got along. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a, at, at home, obviously, we can, we can see that. But at business, in business, and I believe you can lead from you, you, leaders aren't only the bosses. You know, there are a lot of people who are employees who learn how to lead their boss. Mm. And, and so you can lead from the top or the bottom. And, and as you lead with harmony, w- in whichever direction, leading with harmony, you will get people. All of a sudden, you're going to have a chorus of yes. people singing your song. Yeah, absolutely. And as you're, you're sharing that metaphor, I mean, when you think of harmony, you might have, and excuse it, I'm not going to mention the musical terms because I'll probably get them wrong, but you <laughs> might have someone who's singing the melody and then there's someone who comes in and sings, I don't know, something, but it sounds beautiful. You've mm-hmm. each got your skills. One is not trying to outdo the other, but rather balance. And that's what we, it aligns beautifully with what we were just talking about, about the collaboration both of you are working together and what you're creating if we use a musical metaphor the song is just beautiful you know it harmonizes and I think often we forget that um, no matter whether we're in the workplace whether we're speaking to um, a fellow colleague or a team member a staff member often it's kind of around the work-life balance the being right it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong, but rather what is the outcome that you are wanting? And if it is to try and put the other person down because you've got such a big ego, then I think you need to check your ego because ultimately you want to create experiences, spaces, workplaces, environments that allow everyone to come to the table and win because when you've got a win-win-win, the outcome for everybody is so much better, yes? Oh, of course. And, and when you find yourself doing this habitually, mm. it's amazing how the other people around you in your life will begin to do it too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very contagious process. Mm. I was just speaking with a client uh, a, a couple, an hour ago about really the art of apology. Mm-hmm. And because to me, apologizing artfully is just another form of harmonizing. Mm-hmm. I come to you, rega- and here's the thing. Apology doesn't mean I only do it when I was wrong. No, really cool apologies are when the other person's wrong and you still apologize. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you do it in a gracious, generous, harmonious way, I've found that apologies are one of the most powerful leadership tools I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you screw up and do something wrong, the universe is giving you an opportunity to really shine with your apology. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've used some of the biggest mistakes I've made in business. It, I was able to actually gain not only the client that I was about to lose, but other clients simply because I apologized sincerely Mm -hmm. and artfully. Mm. And so they saw, you know, first of all, no one's perfect. So yes, I I screwed up your order or I did something wrong and whatever it was, I am so sorry. Mm. And when you apologize from your heart and, and it's really heard and embraced and owned, it's like, 
you win. You're yeah. automatically on top again. It's and so then interesting. you have a chance to show your integrity. I, I love that you're sharing this because so often we consider, and I'll share something I heard, and I thought that is just the, the screwed up belief system. Apologizing and saying sorry can often be viewed as being weak. And I heard someone on TV once say, well, my mentor, and, and she was in the law industry, said never, never apologize and say sorry, even if you are in the wrong, because you're actually showing your weakness. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Uh, I think it actually shows real strength and that you are okay in who you are. You've got confidence because guess what? I'm quite happy to say sorry and it's not going to impact my self-belief or worth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you're so right. I, there's, I, I wish I could remember the movie, but the, an old John Wayne movie where he says just that to mm. a, a young, he's, a, he's in the army and there's some young uh, soldier and, and the soldier was apologizing about something. And he said, you know, in his own way, son, don't ever apologize. It's a sign of weakness. Mm. And, you know, that is that old mentality. That's, I'm sure it's a lot of, you know, a lot of men don't want to apologize. They feel that somehow that's a sign of their weakness. It is so no longer true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Let me just qualify this, something yeah. in, in that I will say that because sometimes this is what women can do as well, is that they will lead with an apology and, and that can be undermining, but we're not talking about that. You know, and, oh, I don't want to be a bother and this is probably not and I'm sorry to be a bother. Don't be a bother. Just say what you need to say. And actually, I had a, a client many years ago and um, who would apologize for ringing me to get me to do his work for him and it's like, you're my client. Don't apologize. Yeah. So we're not talking about that. Right. We're actually talking about if there is a situation where perhaps you might have misassumed something or you've done something which has unfortunately caused, um, yeah, the other person to to to, to not. That's what we're talking about. Saying sorry and, right. and owning that. What yeah. you're describing is when someone diminishes themselves. Yes. By yes. saying I'm not worth your time. Of course, yeah. I'm so sorry that. You know, mm. that some, you know, lowly me is, is bothering you. Mm. That doesn't serve anybody. No. And that you're right. That's not an apology. That's just like, use me as your doormat. Yeah. It's just telling yeah. you that I have no self-respect. But I mean, I, I, I don't look forward to making a mistake or doing something wrong. We all do it and we do it sometimes with the best intentions. And sometimes we just do something really stupid that we're ashamed of. Mm. Whatever the case may be. If you apologize sincerely, the opportunity exists for you to get a customer or a friend for life yeah. because now you've self-identified as someone who has the integrity to say I was wrong, the maturity to say I apologize, mm -hmm. and the courage to say, you know what, I did that. Yeah. I, it, was, it was so wrong. I don't know what I was thinking that day. Man, I'm really sorry. I hope you'll forgive me. Yeah. I love what you're saying there, particularly, Tom, when we talked about technology already, that our consumers, our customers, they're online. And we, as you said, we can all make mistakes, but it's what we do after that, how we handle it, how we address it, how we deal and manage and nurture that relationship. Now, if we turn around, we apologize and we make it right. How often do we, and we, I'm sure we've all got examples where, the, where our supplier was so gracious and did everything they could to make sure that we were happy. We continue to rave about that. And to our colleagues and, and whoever we can meet who's looking for that service or that product, 
is it? It's what we do and we can really develop, as you said, long lasting relationships, but also potentially get new clients because of the fact that they're observing because our clients will complain on online. They're, they're talking about us no matter whether we think or not and how we deal with that is definitely going to continue to communicate our brand. It's so true, Anne-Marie. Yeah. And, and it's a lesson that you know, we just need to keep learning yeah, and sharing. Yeah. So we talked about work-life balance before we go on to talking about how to, we can uncover our blind spots so we can create a harmonious culture. One of the things that I learned many years ago, I read this in an article, it's so true. Often we'll compare uh, ourselves to others. And when we're thinking about we're going to get rid of that work-life balance. But what they reflected many years ago was work-life balance changes depending on what season you're in, what season you're in in your life, whether you've got children, whether you're working full-time, part-time, what have you. And what's right for you in your season of life may not necessarily be right for someone else. So I think often when we look at other, well, they've got their life together and blah, 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 not to compare. Because things happen. Seasons change and we need to adapt. And I think that really brings in that harmony, you know, harmonious impact. And I just wanted to share that um, because that's been, that that really was quite impactful for, for me. And so it completely released my kind of, oh, I should have more work-life balance. No, no, I gave myself permission. I'm here doing my work. And then when I'm not doing my work, then I can focus on other things. And that was a huge shift for me. And that's, it's it, the, the irony of having that specific, conversation while we're on Facebook Live doesn't escape me. When you think about how often people look at other people's lives look just so great on yeah. Facebook because all they're showing you is all the great stuff, the vacations, little, the fun they're having with family. <laughs> yeah, it's just this little thing. And and you look at someone else's business. It's, it's impossible. I, you know, I, I learned this long ago, and I'm sure you did too, that I can't count someone else's money. I have no idea. Mm. I can look at them and say, oh, she charges so much more than I do, or it looks like she's got more clients than I'll ever have. Who knows what's really going on there? Mm -hmm. And so when you live that life of comparison, there's there's just no way to win because no matter how high you go up on the scale, or there's, someone's higher. And if you're going to judge your happiness based on their accomplishments, mm. wow. That's yeah. a good waste of time. In one of the guests that I had today, um, very first guest today, um, Women in Leadership, she was homeless, she was carless, jobless, um, parentless, everything. And she said that um, one of, even though she did not have any money in the bank, she said her image, she you know, dressed up to a million dollars, her attitude, her confidence, and she grew her business that way. She said, I didn't compare myself to others. So what you're saying, it speaks truth into exactly what you're saying. I mean, measure your, and I love this quote, measure yourself only on what you did, how you showed up yesterday. No one else. Just continue to try and better yourself. Because when you do as a coach and a consultant, it means that you can provide even more value uh, to your clients. So compete. Actually, that's a good one. Compete, not with your competitors, collaborate with them, but compete with yourself. Continue to develop and expand. All right, Tom, let's talk about covering our blind spots so that we can create a more harmonious culture within our organization. Well, look, Anne-Marie, you and I, we're in the business of helping others. Mm -hmm. And we, people call us, we come into their offices, into their lives, and they say, you know, I have this issue, my business has this issue, uh, and I'm struggling. Help me out. And 
it's so easy, it seems to them, mm-hmm. that it's easy for us to kind of identify and then help them move forward. And the thing is, that's why you know we call our best friends for advice sometimes, and their advice is just as good as any psychologists mm-hmm. because we have we all have this blind spot that's why cars have three rear view mirrors one there and one mm-hmm. on each side because there's a lot of space back there that we can't see mm-hmm. and with, no, no matter how many 360 degree uh, evaluations you do within your company you've got blind spots and it may be that employee that just keeps bugging you and you can't figure out what what do you what how can I motivate this person when someone else can just walk in and see, oh, well, of course you're not motivating this person because you're, you're attacking the problem over here, but it's really over there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we all have blind spots. And I think for me, one of the more difficult conversations that I have with clients is about those blind spots because many of us are really proud of the businesses we've built. Yeah. And my clients don't necessarily come to me because they're struggling. In fact, more often they come because things are great and they want to keep it that way and they want to get better or they want to sell their business and they want to make sure that it's in great shape to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So they they come to me and we see things from a totally different perspective. Yeah. So when I look at, when I go into, when I go into a client, it, it, I, that's the first place I'm focusing on. What are they missing? And so the, the difficult part of that conversation is when I have to say, Anne-Marie, I, I know you think you have this wonderful culture. And you know what? I get it. It mm-hmm. really is a great culture. But what I'm seeing here is that you've got a number of employees who you think have bought in. You think everybody's bought in. But really what they're doing is giving you a series of yeses. Mm-hmm. And it's really not, they haven't bought in at all. They're just here for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And we need to get them back on board. We need to get them to believe what you believe because that's what culture is all about. It's a group of people who share similar beliefs. Mm-hmm. So when I believe that when you hire people, I, I don't really care other, beyond basic skill sets. If I'm hiring an engineer, well, they have to have basic engineering. But really what I'm looking for is an engineer who believes what I believe mm-hmm. because otherwise, he or she is not going to be carrying my flag, the flag of our company, into battle. Yeah. They're just going to be, you know, casual engineers. Yeah. yeah. I need engineers who are absolutely positively engaged in believing what I believe in. Of course, I shouldn't have to, I mean, it should be clear. I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about values. values. I'm talking about our mm-hmm. business goals. I'm talking about the mission for our company. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, the interview process is all about that. It's all about establishing that we, we, we believe what, what we, we believe the same things rather than, you know, I don't care what your resume says, what, what grades you got or what school you graduated from mm-hmm. or, or how many accolades you've received. I want to know, do we believe the same things? Cause then I can fit, I can train you to do whatever this task is, but I can't train you to believe what I believe. Yeah. That so leads to blind spots. So. If, if I think that, that we're all on the same page, I'm going to be missing stuff. And in the case, I, I can think of a recent difficult conversation where I had to say, I don't think your culture is as great as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And here are the examples why. Yeah. 
And the first response was pushback. No, no, no. You are so wrong. This culture, you know, blah, blah. And sometimes, I, you know, I, I'm going to lose a client over that. But in this case, it was more we just had to, no, just take a look at from this perspective. You're, you're stuck in yourself. Mm -hmm. And of course you can't see it. I just came in. I've got no axe to grind. Mm. We have to be open, lot. don't we, as, um, as business owners, particularly if we are investing in coaches, consultants, you know, strategists, we have to be open and willing to listen because, as you say, you can often see blind spots that we don't see. I'm reminded, uh, Tom, of this really funny video where there's a husband and wife talking and I don't know if you've seen it. It's on YouTube. Go and check it out. And she's talking to her husband. You just see her mouth lips, her lips move. And she's saying to her husband, there's just something, I don't know what it is, but I've got this pain and a headache, an ongoing headache. And then you see a shot of the husband going, mm-hmm, right, yeah. She goes, I don't know what it is. It just, every, the whole day, it follows me around the whole day and it's just driving me nuts. And then you see a shot of her, she's got a nail in her head, you know, sitting there. And he goes, you do know that you go up. I don't want you to so you know, and it's so true. As business owners, if we're not willing to listen and we're complaining, then uh, you know it's uh, that that video had to do with uh, I guess men and women and and how they communicate. But it really goes to show too, as businesses, we can often be complaining about team about something that's not working. Yet if we're not willing to be open and uh, willing to accept feedback so that we can start to make changes, then we're going to continue with that that cycle. Tom, I'm just realizing what the time time is this has been a brilliant conversation we've i know we've only just scratched the surface we've got so many comments on um the facebook live you've got some fans there uh chris hewitt <laughs> uh, someone who's saying yeah tom 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 so um we'll we'll certainly go and um, contribute to that conversation once we we finish but what i would like you to do uh and Tom is share how people can get in contact with you and particularly to more about the Master Coach Forum because I'm sure there's going to be some of those uh, coaches that are listening that would be an incredible fit for this forum. Well, first they can check, uh, go straight to mastercoachforum.com. Master mm -hmm. That would be the first place to start. They can go to my website, uh, which is tomrubens.com and learn a little bit more about me. But the first place to stop for the forum would definitely be mastercoachforum.com. Fabulous. And, of course, we'll put all of those links for Tom on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES220, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES220. If you're listening to the version, audio version, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, we're now recording. We've streamed live. Go to those show notes, that link, and you'll be able to see Tom too. But come on over to Facebook. We'll also tag him so that you can see where you can connect with him on Facebook and continue the conversation. As we said earlier and as Tom uh, said, building a business, particularly if you're, you're a coach and you do have incredible skills and gifts to offer, this world but if you're not getting your message out there and if you haven't got the right structures and support in place you can, can, can still continue to struggle and uh, certainly Master Coach Forum is probably a really good place for you to start so thanks again for coming on the show Tom it's been a pleasure Emery, what a treat I really appreciate the conversation it was nice meeting you and chatting with you I look forward to the next time absolutely you've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show Brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. 
Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.